विल डू कैंटो ए चैप्टर टू द एलिफेंट गजेंद्रज क्राइसिस गजेंद्र इज द नेम ऑफ द एलिफेंट इंद्र मीन्स द किंग ऑफ द गॉड्स सो गज इंद्र सो इट्स लाइक अ गज द एलिफेंट द गॉड ऑफ द द लॉर्ड ऑफ द गज द एलिफेंट्स सो सुखदेव गोस्वामी सेट माई डियर किंग देर इज अ वेरी लार्ज माउंटेन कॉल त्रिकुटा इट इज टेन थाउजेंड योजनाज हाई बींग सराउंडेड बाय द ओशन ऑफ मिल्क इट इज वेरी ब्यूटिफुली सचुएटेड द लेंथ एंड द ब्रेथ ऑफ द माउंटेन आर ऑफ द सेम मेजरमेंट दैट इज एटी थाउजेंड माइल्स इट्स थ्री प्रिंसिपल पीक्स विच आर मेड ऑफ आयन सिल्वर एंड गोल्ड ब्यूटिफाई ऑल डायरेक्शन इन द स्काय द माउंटेन ऑल्सो हैज अदर पीक्स विच आर फुल ऑफ ज्यूवेल्स एंड मिनरल्स and are decorated with nice trees creepers and shrubs the sound of the waterfall on the mountain creates a pleasing vibration in this way the mountain stands increasing the beauty in all direction the ground at the foot of the mountain is always washed by waves of milk that produce emeralds all around in eight directions that is north south east west and the directions midway between them the inhabitants of the higher planets The Siddhas, the Charanas, the Gandharvas, Vidyadharas, Serpents, Kinnaras, and Apsaras go to that mountain to sport. Thus, all the caves of the mountain are full of these denizens of the heavenly planet. Because of the resounding vibrations of the denizens of heaven singing in the caves, the lions there have been very proud of their strength, roar with unenviable and unbearable envy. म्यूट थिंकिंग दैट इन अनदर लायन इज रोरिंग इन दैट वे द वैली बिनीथ द त्रिकुटा माउंटेन्स आर ब्यूटिफुली डेकोरेटेड बाय मेनी वराइटीज ऑफ जंगल एनिमल्स एंड इन द ट्रीज विच आर मेंटेन इन गार्डन बाय द डेमी गॉड्स वराइटीज ऑफ बर्ड चर्प विथ स्वीट वॉइसिस त्रिकुटा माउंटेन has many lakes and rivers with beaches covered by small gems resembling grains of sand the water is as clear as crystal and when the demigods damsels bathe in it their bodies lend fragrance to the water and the breeze thus enriching the atmosphere so we are all getting a description of the trikuta mountain and how all the denizens over there all the people lions and everybody what they are up to in the valley of trikuta mountain there is a garden called rutmat the garden belongs to the great devotee varuna and was a sporting place for the damsels of the demigods flowers and fruits grew there <coughs> in all seasons among them were mandaras parijatas patalas ashokas champaka kutas pialas panasas mangoes i uh, will you will you mute it please amartakas krumukas coconut trees date trees and pomegranate there were mahadukas palm trees tamalas asanas arjunas asitas udumbaras plakshas banyan tree kimshukas and the sandalwood trees there were pikumardas कोवेरदास सरलास सरुदरास ग्रेप्स शुगर केन बनाना जांबू बदरीज अक्सास अभयास एंड अमलाकीज इज ऑल डिफरेंट डिफरेंट काइंड्स ऑफ
trees and fruits flowers flowering plants and you know fruit in the garden there was a very large lake filled with shining golden lotus flowers and the flowers known as kumuda kalara utpala and satpatra which added excellent beauty to the mountain there were also bilva kapitta jambira bhalataka trees intoxicated bumblebees drank honey and hummed with the chirping of the birds whose songs were very melodious the lake were crowded with our swans karandavas chakravakas cranes and flocks of water chickens the duhas koyasthis and other murmuring birds because of the agitating movement of the fish and the tortoise the water was decorated with pollen that had fallen from the lotus <coughs> lotus flowers the lake was surrounded by kadamba flowers vitasa nala nipaka manjulakas kunda korubakas ashokas siras sirisas kutajas ingudas there so many of them you know swarnayutis naga punagas jatis mallikas satpatras jalakas madhavilatas the bank was also abundantly adorned with varieties of trees that yielded fruits and flowers of all the seasons as the entire mountain stood gloriously decorated the leader of the elephant who lived in the forest of the mountain trikuta once wandered towards the lake with his female elephants he broke many plants creepers thickets and trees not caring for their piercing thorns simply by catching the scent of the elephant all the other elephants the tigers and the ferocious animals such as lions rhinoceros great serpents and black and white sarabas fled in fear the chamari deer also fled by the mercy of the elephant animals like the foxes wolves buffaloes bears boars opuchas porcupines monkeys rabbits and other deers and many other animals loitered everywhere in the forest they were not afraid of him surrounded by the herds of the elephants including females and followed by the young ones gajapati the leader of the elephant made trikuta mountains tremble all around because of the weight of his body he was perspiring liquor dripped from the mouth and his visions were overwhelmed by intoxication he was being served by bumblebees who drank honey and from a distance he could smell the dust of the lotus flowers which was carried by the lake of the breeze thus surrounded by the associates who were afflicted by thirst he soon arrived at the bank of the lake the king of the elephant entered the lake bathed thoroughly and was relieved of his fatigue then with the aid of his trunk he drank the cold clear nectarian water which was mixed with the dust of the lotus flowers and water lilies until he was fully satisfied like a human being who lacks spiritual knowledge and is too attached to the members of his family the elephant being illusioned by the external energy of krishna had his wives and children bathe and drink the water indeed he raised water from the lake with his trunk and spread it over them he did not mind the hard labor involved in the endeavor by the arrangement of providence o king a strong co- crocodile was angry at the elephant and attacked the elephant's leg in the water the elephant was certainly strong and he tried his best to get free from the danger sent by providence thereafter seeing gajendra in that grave condition his wife felt very very sorry and began to cry the other elephants wanted to help gajendra but because of the crocodile's great strength they could not rescue him by grasping him from behind o king the elephant and the crocodile fought in this way pulling one another out of the water for 1000 years upon seeing the fight the demigods were very surprised thereafter because of being pulled into the water and fighting for many long years 
the elephant became diminished in the mental physical and sensual strength the crocodile on the contrary being an animal of water increased in enthusiasm physical strength and sensual power when the king of the elephant saw that he was under the clutches of the crocodile by the will of providence and being embodied and circumstantially helpless he could not save himself from danger he was extremely afraid of being killed he consequently thought for a long time and finally reached the following decision the other elephants who were my friends and relatives could not rescue me from danger what then to speak of my wives they cannot do anything it is by the will of providence that i have been attacked by this crocodile and therefore i shall seek shelter shelter of the supreme personality of godhead who is always the shelter of everyone even of the great personalities the supreme personality of godhead is certainly not known to everyone but is very powerful and influential therefore although the serpent of eternal time which is fearful in force endlessly chases everyone ready to swallow him if one who fears this serpent seeks shelter in the lord the lord gives him protection for even death un- runs away in fear of the lord i therefore surrender unto him the great and the powerful supreme authority who is the actual shelter of everyone so you know uh, we have come to the end of this chapter so naturally it is talking about an island called trikuta it is talking about a very beautiful place where all the great denizens of the heavens come and they sport over there so this particular place is having a very beautiful valley over there it has got beautiful flowers and birds now what does it sound like it sounds like some fairy tale to us right so this is a fairy tale of gajendra gajendra is also gaja elephant indra the king of the lord the gods is human beings are also like this kind of person a person you know in our mythology always gaja is associated with lakshmi if you know that we say gaja lakshmi you have heard of gaja lakshmi no so it is a lot of wealth and lot of stuff that you get material worldly that is associated with elephant who can own an elephant and in today's day and age of course you will say uh, uh, an elephant is owned by the governments and maybe you know the uh, zoo and all that no 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 in ancient times the elephants were owned by the kings the king would sit on top of the elephant and he would go all over the place he, he had a mahut also mahut is a person who guides the elephant like a driver you know so <laughs> so it was like that so an elephant is associated with richness wealth property everything that is very very moneyed so gajendra the king of elephants we have a very strong will within every every one of us you know to reach the highest goals in our life we all have that and we always want to go there it's always our, our see if you ask somebody you know how rich you want to become he will say i want to become billionaire are kise mein 10 rupya nahi and billionaire banne ko chala you know hum banta karodpati in india we say karodpati maybe abroad you will say billionaire 
what we talking about is we want to own big houses big stuff and then we come to a state where the person may own a this 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 becomes a very rich person and maybe he owns a lot of properties he owns a lot of stuff he owns a lot of things in life but if you look at this person he has a lot of arrogance and uh, he has made his property he's got his wife and children and this and that and thinks no end of himself this is a kind of state that a person comes to so human beings are also somewhat like that we all want to accumulate wealth we all want to be you know king of some properties and some riches in this world we all want to become more and more richer when the riches comes to a man that is a time he forgets he completely forgets who he is what he is doing and how the accumulation of wealth has happened so this is a story created for a normal human being as well it's about a person who has reached a status in his life a level the person actually forgets literally everything and he has got so much engrossed in his material worldly things that everything is forgotten by him he goes to the temples and he goes to all these big big places only so that he can uh you know get more riches goes to this temple big big places he will say i want more i want more i want more there was one radio program i was listening to a few days ago and there is some new movie that got released over here it is made by these people called balaji pictures you know balaji picture you have heard of them that ekta kapoor or something like that now everything that they make they first go and show it to tirupati all right she goes to tirupati first thing and she will show that she will offer it and her entry is direct entry straight because they are very big contributors to the fund over there think about it they are talking to god and what are they going over there with some film over there saying that please make this hit so the gaja is like that a person who is of that level where he will only look at god because he wants to make some money or wants to grow richer and richer and he doesn't mind trampling all the other things in the forest see what does he do he tramples and he goes all over the place now think about this person going to tirupati balaji and doing a one or two hour puja over there or maybe some puja i don't know what about the thousands of people who are stranded outside the poor people don't even have the money to pay even for a simple darshan and they are in that general queue so they trample these people and then they go ahead 
similarly the great politicians of of every country they also trample even the small small people and want to go ahead at such point in time the crocodile comes into the plane the crocodile is a crocodile of destiny you understand destiny is very strange you don't know when destiny comes and it gives you one tight slap you are gone flying very high and suddenly you are got cancer and you are dying and you don't know what you are up to you made iphone you made this you made that all fancy things in this world you can make iphones but sir you can't make another body like this okay so that is the crocodile of destiny it catches that person by the leg and pulls him into the water at that point in time nobody can save nobody can save no dest- nobody in this world can ever save this person except one of course so we'll come to that one later on but think about it but he is only going to come if you are not going to ask for this bullshit thing okay he is not he is saying god god save me i this fellow is catching my leg so he'll say good 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 riddance to bad rubbish at least you are so fat that you know that uh, crocodile will enjoy your leg wala tangdi kebab karke khayenge tere ko maza aayega so this crocodile of destiny is so strong she doesn't allow anybody in this world to rise so high that they can become arrogant to the core that is why you will find that there are hitlers of this world they get destroyed by the crocodiles there are saddam husains and there are all these you know i don't know so many people genghis khan who came over india alexander the great that guy died so young cannot even imagine and think about all these people those who thought no end of themselves just one small tap like that and they are finished it's like that great film actors it's like think about it they are arrogant to the core and suddenly one fine day they they have nothing to do i remember one indian superstar he was called the superstar and then there was no movies for him finally he joined politics of course it's all like that so this is gajendra story and crocodile story so gajendra also you know crocodile also you know uh, let us go further and see what happens because now crocodile has caught this fellow now his wife cannot save him neither can his children nor can anybody in this world so think about it steve jobs you know could anybody save him i am sure you know if you go through his books uh, you will come across how many hospitals and stuff like that he went to he tried to do so many things but nothing changed in the whole life went topsy turvy so now we will do chapter 3 gajendra's prayer of surrender this is canto 8 chapter 3 from the shrimad bhagavatam Sri Sukhdev Goswami continued Thereafter the king of the elephant Gajendra fixed his mind in the heart 
with perfect intelligence and chanted a mantra which he learned in the previous life, birth, as Indrajimna, and which he remembered by the grace of Krishna. The king of the elephants, Gajendra, said, I offer my respectful obeisance unto the Supreme Person, Vasudev. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. This is a Khan mantra which people give, by the way. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. This is Krishna's mantra. Okay. Because of him, this material body acts due to the presence of spirit and he is therefore the root cause of everyone. He is worshipable for such exalted persons as Brahma and Shiva and he has entered the heart of every living being. Let me meditate upon him. The Supreme God, Godhead, is the supreme platform on which everything rests. The ingredients by which everything has been produced and the person who has created is the only cause of this cosmic manifestation. Nonetheless, he is different from the cause and the results. I surrender unto him, the supreme personality of Godhead who is self-sufficient in everything. The supreme personality of Godhead by expanding his own energy keeps his cosmic manifestation visible and again sometimes renders it invisible. He is both the supreme cause and the supreme result, the observer and the witness in all the circumstances. Thus he is transcendental to everything. May that supreme personality of Godhead give me protection in due course of time, when all the causative and the effective manifestations of this universe, including the planets and their directors and maintainers are annihilated, there is a situation in the dense darkness. Above the darkness, however, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I shall take shelter at his lotus feet. An artist on stage, being covered by attractive dresses and dancing with different movements, is not understood by his audience. Similarly, the activities and the feature of the Supreme Artist cannot be understood even by the demigods and the great sages and certainly not by those who are unintelligent like animals. Neither the demigods or the sages nor the unintelligent can understand the features of the Lord, nor can they be expressed in words his actual position. May the Supreme Personality of Godhead give me protection. This is a prayer done by Gajendra. Now Gajendra, who is caught by the crocodile in, in the legs, you know, is pulled inside. The only thing that can remind him of his previous life. He is Indra Dhyumna in the previous life. So he remembers the prayer that was given to him. And what is that? Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So he remembers it and he starts chanting and he starts praying to the Divine Lord. Saying that you are the Divine Lord. And he is talking to Krishna. He is not talking to anybody else. And he knows the powers of Krishna. He says that I understand who you are. And he starts describing him in the form of a prayer. That All these four five lines are nothing but prayers only. In the last line it was mentioned. What kind of a person he is. He is like an actor. He is literally like a versatile actor who keeps on changing different different roles, different different stances. The way he comes about, the way he goes in this world, nobody can understand. He's got very strange behavior. Nobody in this world can ever predict what he is going to do next. Nobody. And this greatness of Krishna can never be understood. 
You see, in our world, when we talk about the Lord, when we talk about the Father in heaven, we all have this very straightforward idea that, you know, His Son is on the earth. Okay? Jesus Christ. He is going to save Him. Father is going to save the Son. He is not going to allow Him to go on the cross. Everybody thinks like that. But the Father is not going to behave in the way you think or everybody thinks. There is a process involved and the process is very very important. And the process is that you have to go on the cross. Because just like he is the father of Jesus, he is father of yours also and everybody over here. And you may have this great idea in your mind that I am going to get saved or I am going to get you know, protected. Don't be under that false impression because you don't know how the whole thing is going to pan out. What is important at that point in time is going to, he is going to do. So we cannot even predict that. So he is like that kind of an actor who is not going with a bound script. There are no bound script over there in his world. You know, absolutely like this is what you got to do. So, renunciates and great sages who see all living beings equally and who are friendly to everyone and who flawlessly practice in the forest the vows of Brahmacharya, Vanaprastha and Sanyasa desire to see the all-auspicious lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. May that same Supreme Personality of Godhead be my destination. So, Gajendra is praying to the Divine Lord. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has no material births, activities, name, form, qualities or faults. To fulfill the purpose for which this material world is created and destroyed, he comes in the form of human being like Lord Ram or Lord Krishna by his original internal potency. He has immense potency and in various forms, all free from material contamination. He acts wonderfully and he therefore the Supreme Brahma. I offer my respects to him. So the Divine Lord can come in any form. The entire universe is his domain. So he can come wherever, whichever place that he wishes to. I offer my respectful obeisance unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the self-effulgent super soul who is the witness of everyone's heart, who enlightens the individual soul and it cannot be reached by exercises of the mind, words or consciousness. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is realized by pure devotees who act in the transcendental existence of the Bhakti Yoga. He is the bestower of uncontaminated happiness and is the master of the transcendental world. Therefore, I offer my respect unto him. I offer my respectful obeisance to Lord Vasudeva, who is all-pervading to the Lord's fierce form of as Lord Narsimhadev, to the Lord's form as an animal, that is Varahadev, to Lord Dattatreya, who preached impersonalism, to Lord Buddha and to all the other incarnations. I offer my respectful obeisance unto the Lord, who has no material qualities, but who accepts the three qualities, goodness, passion and ignorance, Within this material world, I also offer my respectful obeisance unto the impersonal Brahma effulgence. So, he has named most of the forms of the Divine Lord and he has offered obeisance unto them. I beg to offer my respectful obeisance unto you who are the Super Soul, the Superintendent of everything and the witness and all that occurs. You are the Supreme Person, the origin of material nature and by total material energy. You are also the owner of the material body, therefore you are the Supreme Complete. I offer my respectful obeisance unto you, my Lord, 
you are the obje- ob- objective observer of all the objectives of the senses without your mercy there is no possibility of solving the problem of doubts the material world is just like a shadow resembling you indeed one accepts this material world as real because it gives a glimpse of your existence this line is important for us to understand he is the observer of all the objectives of the senses see our senses do a lot of things they watch they smell they hear everything is done by the senses the divine lord is only an observer there observer means he just watches is like a witness there he is not giving you any judgment or he is not telling you anything over there what the divine lord does is he gives you the choice of either going towards him or falling down there are two choices what do you want to do so without your mercy there is no possibility of solving the problem of doubt so the doubt is always there the doubt is this let us say there is a bottle of perfume over there and a bottle of liquor over there the bottle of perfume gives us an idea about happiness you know it tells us something nice about it the bottle of liquor on the contrary gives us intoxication tells us that please come and drink me i am very interesting you know you are going to go in heavens come on drink me so at that point in time it is extremely important so this two decisions have to be taken should i or shouldn't i and the lord is only watching he is not doing anything over there he just watches you what is the decision that you take you know let us see from our material perspective the father is looking at the child the father has already told the child you know that don't touch that blade or don't touch that sharp object okay it is within the child whether he wants to touch it or no but you know we human beings are very curious we never stop over there we want to find out why is it sharp why is it poking and naturally we want to go and touch it and we want to run our finger over the blade as a child you yourself have done this have you not and you have been told don't touch that and you have gone and touched it or you have been told don't go in that place so you want to go deliberately you want to go there so we are like that the material world is just like a shadow resembling you it's a shadow there is no truth in that it's just a vision is just like that is a make believe type of a world you will ask me why this make believe type of a world think about it you know there is a forest now in the forest there are beautiful trees and plants and so many things so once some travelers are going in the forest okay and they come across some very beautiful trees there are some very beautiful flowers in them so what they do is they break the flowers and the tree they plant the small pots that they have which look like a very interesting fruit and they eat it 
After some time, these people feel pukish, vomiting like, and some of them vomit. Then somebody over there realizes that this is like a similar looking plant that they had seen in the city, close to the city. See, things appear very interesting, colorful and deceptive in nature. They are always decorated by the way, nicely decorated. They are interesting, they are decorated, they look very good. So finally one of these guys, you know, he, you know what he does? He says everybody ate the ripe fruit. The one which looks very beautiful. Let me see what happens if I eat the one which is completely gone off. And he boils it, I mean he puts it in the water, removes the juice out of it and then drinks it. It's very interesting juice by the way. (laughs) And after some time he feels intoxicated. He says, wow, this is really very great. This is how they found Mauva. <laughs> it's a very interesting plant. Same way with Somrasa. Soma is another plant. In America nowadays, they have, you know, given permission in many states. I'm sure you know about it for the intoxicating stuff to be (laughs) sold in public. It has got a very peculiar leaves. It's like a star-shaped leaves. If you have seen the star shape, how the star is shaped, no? Like that. These basically are sold. They, it's like uh, now they have equated it to liquor. Liquor is not intoxic. Liquor is at least harmful to humans, but this is not harmful according to them. So you can buy these drugs in the in restricted stores and you can use it. So just recently one student was thrown out of the school because he took one leaf to school which looked exactly like that. And later on they found out that it is not that leaf but it is some other common leaf. Man has become something like that, you know, we have all become so intoxicated in our own world that we don't see the truth and the untruth. And this is deception by senses. Senses. They are very deceptive in nature. You don't even know what hit you. So many a times we go to buy some very nice stuff. It looks very interesting. But it may turn out into completely a deception. So this material world is just like a shadow resembling you. Indeed one accepts this material world as real because it gives a glimpse of your existence. It appears that you seem to be living in this world. It's your own reflection by the way. My Lord you are the cause of all causes but you yourself have no cause. Therefore you are the wonderful cause of everything. I offer my respectful obeisance unto you who are the shelter of the Vedic knowledge contained in the Shastras like the Panchartras and the Vedanta Sutras which, which are your representation and you are the source of the Parampara system. Because it is you who can give liberation, 
are the only shelter of the transcendentalists, let me offer my respectful obeisance unto you, my lord, as the fire in the Arani wood is covered. You and your unlimited knowledge are covered by the material modes of nature. Your mind, however, is not attentive to the activities of the modes of nature. Those who are advanced in spiritual knowledge are not subject to regulative principles directed in the Vedic literatures. Because such advanced souls are transcendental, you personally appear in their pure minds. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. This line has got a word where it says a transcendentalist. The sages and the saints and the realized beings. I told you they have a mind but it is empty. There is nothing in the mind. So who appears in their mind? It is the Lord who appears in their mind. See in our world what we do is we get a thought from the Lord and then we go and act on it in after cogitating on it for maybe quite some time. Think about it. We love to play uh, that thing in our mind. You know, let us say for example, it's, a, uh, it's like you are going out, alright, it's the hot sun is there and you don't know where you are going and suddenly a thought comes, have a soft drink. You, you say, no, 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 I have been told, you know, that soft drinks, if I drink in full sun, no, I will get cold. Maybe I should not take a soft drink. And then you again say, why waste 20 rupees on one bottle? Oh, it's just a waste of money. Anyway, my destination is close by, I shall go there and I shall drink. I'll have some water. So the person compromises. And then he keeps on thinking, you know. I just two miles, you know, I just have to go down here only. Let me walk down. If I stand in the bus and you stand over here waiting for the bus to come under the sun, I'm going to get fried. You know, the bus may come after half an hour. Before that, I would have already reached. You know, how many things the mind can think of? Finally, the person is walking, walking, walking in the day, in a hot, heated sun. And is completely exhausted because you remember we all require potassium and sodium and all those kind of things. <laughs> those who are the joggers and all will understand. You need to do what is called uh, uh, you have to hydrate yourself, they say. Hydration. And this person is dehydrated. And he goes home uh, to his wherever he is and he drinks a whole big bottle of water. And two days later, that fellow is down with flu. So you wonder, you know, did he do right or did he do wrong? The first thought which came to him said, have a soft drink. It would have cooled him down, it would have given him that entire journey, energy to go. And at home he would not have gone and done something wrong. But we have this cogitative mind. We keep on thinking, 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 thinking. And finally what happens? Your mind has overtaken the Lord's words. God has given you some direction. And you don't even want to listen to Him. He's told you in the beginning, isn't it? Go drink some soft drink. Come on. Take it. 
but you don't want to and you are arguing with him saying that you know you don't understand i will get cold if i drink that you argued that is the first starting argument point and second is it cost money third is you don't want to stand over there the sun is so hot so you want to walk down sir all these things are going to cause you a lot of misery lot of problems so many a times we don't listen to the words of the lord the spiritual people don't have this problem you know why they don't have this problem they don't have a mind only to think about it you know how the mind thinks just a very simple example there's a husband and a wife okay and then there is a beautiful girl over there and let us say the husband keeps on saying something to the girl he may not mean anything or he may mean anything does not matter what happens to the mind of the woman the wife you know her mind is going dime a dozen it, it is it is started uh, scoring centuries after centuries same thing happens to the man also in the reverse way okay and you have created stories which have value or no value for whatsoever you are not only created havoc in your own mind but you will go and create havoc in the next person that you meet on the way also and then the whole family is down in the dumps why all because of some stupidity so let us let us see from that perspective a sage a spiritual person doesn't get agitated or get carried away by these things because he is not even interested in all those things you understand what i'm saying he doesn't look at an object as an object because his eyes may be seeing but his brain is not there brain means his mind doesn't exist only imagine the mind doesn't exist and because the mind doesn't exist it doesn't hit home and nothing gets created over there raj are you there everybody is there or uh, because my thing got frozen is there okay because net is very slow now <laughs> everybody was frozen so it's like you know in heat you go and drink ice water everything gets frozen your brain also gets fried like that <laughs> so unnecessary cogitation unnecessary thinking about certain things think about it like a sage you just follow what the lord has told you to do now whose onus is it is your onus or lord's onus he has put you over there no so you think he's no he's going to let you go just like that no don't bother about it if he is he's put you over there and he has told you to drink that soft drink you know what he is telling you don't worry i will take care of all your problems if you won't have any sardhi and all that tomorrow you understand i'm taking away all those associate problems with it this is how the spiritual people behave in their world they don't have their own cogitations like thinking they don't play cricket in their mind that is why neither pakistan nor india wins in their mind you understand but in our mind normal human beings mind there is a full test match going on okay and the umpire also cheats by the way 
he will raise his finger like this sometime in the middle and sometimes he will say four so you don't know this but in a sage's mind there is no cricket match happening nothing is happening no cogitation no agitation so the lord is providing him with everything you know even the thoughts he is providing even the substance he is providing even the situations he is providing even the end results he is providing he is taking away all the bad stuff associated with the end results as well the lord is making a smooth path for him so do you understand that is how the mind of the spiritual person behaves it doesn't get upset he doesn't have to feel upset so that is how the advanced souls the transcendentals the lord appears in their pure minds pure minds because there is no cricket match over there got it since an animal such as i have surrendered unto you who are supremely liberated certainly you will release me from this dangerous position indeed being extremely merciful you incessantly try to deliver me but by your partial features as paramatma you are situated in the hearts of all the embodied beings you are celebrated as direct transcendental knowledge and you are unlimited i offer my respectful obeisance unto you the supreme personality of godhead my lord those who are completely freed from material contamination always meditate upon you within the course of their heart you are extremely difficult to attain for those like me who are too attached to mental concoctions home relatives friends money servants and assistants you are the supreme personality of god and uncontaminated by the modes of nature you are the reservoir of all enlightenment the supreme controller i therefore offer my respectful obeisance unto you so now do you understand the normal human being who has reached a particular status in life he has got everything to bother about his relatives his friends his money his cars his houses his business is everything after worshiping the supreme personality of god at those who are interested in the four principles of religion economic development sense gratification and liberation you know this is dharma artha kam moksha those those kind of things okay people follow that path obtain from him what they desire what then is to be said of other benedictions indeed sometimes the lord gives a spiritual body to such ambitious worshipers may the supreme personality of god who is unlimited merciful bestow upon me the benediction of liberation from this present danger and from the materialistic way of life unalloyed devotees who have no desire other than to serve the lord worship him in full surrender and always hear and chant about his activities which are most wonderful and auspicious thus they always merge in the ocean of transcendental bliss such a devotee never asks the lord for any benediction i however am in danger thus i pray for the supreme personality of god and who is eternal eternally existing who is invisible who is the lord of all the personalities such as brahma who is unavailable only by transcendental bhakti yoga being extremely subtle he is beyond the reaches of my senses and the transcendental to all external realization he is unlimited is the original cause and is completely full in everything i offer my obeisance unto him so gajendra is very clear he understands that normal human beings or common people they go and ask the god for money this that all those things in his case he says can you just give me liberation from this and i just want to get liberated so he has a little understanding the supreme personality of god it creates the minor parts and parcels the jiva tattva 
beginning with Lord Brahma, the demigods and the expansions of Vedic knowledge, that is Samarig, Yajur and Atharva and including all the other living entities, moving and non-moving with their different names and characteristics. As the sparks of the fire of the shining rays of the sun emanate from their source and merge unto it again and again, the mind, the intelligence, the senses, the gross and the subtle bodies, subtle material bodies, and the continuous transformation of the different modes of nature emanate from the Lord and again merge in Him. He is neither demigod nor demon, neither human nor bird nor beast. He is not woman, man or neuter. He nor is he an animal. He is not a material quality, a fruitive energy, a manifestation or a non-manifestation. He is the last word in the discrimination of not this, not this. And he is unlimited. All glories to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The first time where you will have understood that he is neither this nor that. So you think that he is a male. Then you will say, oh, he is not a male, he is a female. He is neither a male nor a female. So what do you say? He is androgynous. Androgynous is also a class, no? He is neither that also. He is neither this nor that nor that as well. So when you say this, you know, Vedic things like neti neti, please apply that to neti neti to him. Not this, not this. So any word that comes from your mouth, you say not this, is not this. Is not this, is not this. Everything is not this. Okay, so we cannot say that he is a manifestation or a non-manifestation as well. Manifestation means he has come from somewhere. He is manifested. Non-manifestation means he is not a manifestation. He is not there. What do you mean by not there? He is there, very much there. Who says he is not there? But how do you know he is there? I don't know. The answer is what? I don't know. For everything the answer is neti neti. I don't know sir. Maybe. I don't know. Like that. Think about that answer. For everything the answer is the same. I do not wish to live anymore after I am released from this attack on the crocodile. What is the use of elephant's body covered externally and internally by ignorance? I simply desire external liberation from the covering of ignorance. That covering is not destroyed by the influence of time. Now fully desiring release from the material life. I offer my respectful obeisance unto that Supreme Person who is the creator of this universe, who is himself the form of the universe and who is nonetheless transcendental to the cosmic manifestation. He is the supreme knower of everything in this world, the super soul of the universe. He is the unborn, supreme situated Lord. I offer my respectful obeisance unto him. I offer my respectful obeisance unto the supreme, the supreme soul, the master of all the mystic yoga who is seen in the core of the heart by perfect, perfect mystics. When they are completely purified and freed from the reaction of fruitive activity by practicing Bhakti Yoga. My Lord, you are the com- controller of formidable strength in three kinds of energy. You appear as the reservoir of all the sense pleasures and the protector of the surrendered souls. You possess unlimited energy and you are unapproachable by those who are unable to control their senses. I offer my respectful obeisance unto you again and again. So then, why is the Lord standing in front of him? Why is he going to come in front of him? Everything goes back in time. So in the previous life, they must have done something really fantastic. Maybe the Lord is now pleased with what they have done. That is why he is there, isn't it? I offer my respectful obeisance unto the Supreme Personality of God by whose illusory energy, the Jiva, who is a part and parcel of God, forgets his real identity because of bodily concepts of life. I take shelter in the Supreme Personality of Godhead whose glories are difficult to understand. Sri Suddeva Goswami continued, when the king of the elephants was describing the Supreme Authority, 
without mentioning any particular person. He did not invoke the demigods headed by Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, Indra and Chandra. Thus none of them approached him. However, because Lord Hari is the super soul, Purushottama, the personality of Godhead, he appeared before Gajendra. After understanding the awkward position, condition of Gajendra, who has offered his prayer, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari, who lives everywhere, appears in with the demigods, who was offering prayers to him, carrying his disc and other weapons. He appeared there in the back of his carrier, Garuda. With great speed, according to his desire, thus he appeared before Gajendra. Gajendra has been forcibly captured by the crocodile in the water and was feeling acute pain. But when he saw the Narayana wielding his disc, was coming in the sky on the back of Garuda, immediately took a lotus flower in his trunk and with great difficulty due to painful conditions, he uttered the following words. O my Lord, Narayana, Master of the Universe, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, I offer my respectful obeisance unto you. Thereafter seeing Gajendra in such an aggrieved position, the unborn Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari, immediately got down from the back of Garuda and by his causeless mercy, and pulled the king of the elephants along with the crocodile out of the water. Then in the presence of the demigods who look, who were looking on, the Lord severed the crocodile's mouth from his body with his disc. In this way, he saved Gajendra, the king of the elephants. So this brings us to the end of the chapter. You know what happens in the end? The only thing that you need to remember is the divine Lord. Don't think about, you know, Please save me, I will be, you know, if you save me, I will give you one kilo peda. Sorry boss, I am not interested in your peda. Think about it, you know, if somebody offers you like that, one kg peda, save me. Ah, you think you are going to save him or what? <laughs> no, unless and until you are an ant or something, okay. <laughs> then for you that one kg peda is very big. But... It means what? If you have petty demands, no? Don't go to Krishna. Petty demands. Do this for me. Can you just, uh, you know, I want to pass in examination. Can you just make me pass? What is this you are doing? Think about it. You are going to the chairman to ask, Sir, can I have uh, 100 rupees for taxi or what? Go and ask your department head, no? Hundred rupees. Imagine tomorrow Brito going to his boss, chairman, and he's saying, you know, sir, I want to uh, do this, you know, can I, uh, I want to put one table in my room. Sir, okay, chairman ko nahi hila sakte na. For the divine lord, that is Krishna, you can only think in terms of the highest benefit that you can think of, not for some minor things. So it is about liberation. You can only talk in terms of liberation. You can only talk in terms of I want moksha, I want those kind of things. Or you can go for spiritual knowledge. So, we can stop over here. Alright? And...